You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you come to discover the best things you never knew existed, the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am uh, part-time sleepy. (laughs) Full-time fucking exhausted. Yeah, honestly, full-time exhausted. It's a podcast number two of the day. It's a very special late night or edition. And with me, as always, is my good friend. And what was I going to say? Field tripper. That's right. Tinder super like. Andrew Patterson, a.k.a. the unknown variable. Ooh, nice. I'm going to start adding an a.k.a. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just, everyone will be just oh. a different little dicky. Oh yeah, Pancake. the original pancake. Um, yeah, I'm gonna speak close and quiet <laughs> into the mic for the entirety of this episode. It is very late. It's like a late night radio, and and we're both very tired. Yeah. Um, this episode we. <laughs> <laughs> so you and gotta love it for the week is. Um, Mordecai, and the hidden gem is what's it called? It's called Nog, spelled G N O G. Yeah, we're just gonna breeze through this whole thing real quick. We'll just start with the love it, Mordecai. No. Oh Nog. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. The hidden anyway, gem. It's, a, it's um. It's kind of like an indie game developed by the developer, I believe, is actually called Co-op. Double Fine contributed something to it. Produced it. P- potentially, yeah. Um, it's a VR. You can play it without VR, but it's like a PlayStation VR game. Uh, it's a puzzle game that has a very heavy music element uh, where essentially there's just a series of monster heads. Monster lunchboxes? Yeah, they're kind of like monster lunchbox heads. And uh, there's like no prompts. There's Initially, it tells you kind of how to use some of the buttons. Mm-hmm. But you'd just be faced with like a floating monster head. It's like very colorful, gorgeous, stylized, geometric graphics. And uh, you basically just kind of fiddle with all of these different... Uh, bits and pieces and of the of the monster's head like you know twist the nose or press the button that's like you're just trying to figure out what's going on have you ever played yeah. uh where you were wario where yeah i feel like this is like an extended version of that there's yeah, like, it's like a much more relaxing yeah instead of everything being like super fast super fast yeah there's just no instructions no nothing it's just like here's the thing figure <laughs> it out but it's, it's intuitive still. It's pretty cool. The music is fucking great. Yeah, I want to I want to own that soundtrack by a uh the guy, the guy that worked on the music, I believe is named Marsky or Marsky. Mhm. And uh very good. Oh. 
We didn't get to play it for long because it's very late. Night had struck. But I would definitely continue playing this. I would definitely recommend it. Oh, yeah. Not that, I mean, we usually recommend end up recommending Hidden Gems, but um, this was a series of, yeah, one of a series of indie games that was uh, I was upset. recommended. I was upset. <laughs> I was upset that we didn't get to play further. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very curious as to the rest of the levels, how they go, what the design is like, what the songs are like. Yeah. And I also had read, I was reading about this game, uh, I guess there are, are a bunch of secrets that are not imperative to solving the puzzle, mm-hmm. but like just little things that you can find, like tons of them just like hidden in there, which is cool. Adds a little replayability perhaps. Go back yeah. to some of the, once you figure out different functionality on new nogs, you can go back to an old nog and maybe apply the, apply what you've learned. But Really? Uh, yeah, well, just I mean logically, you know, mm. like you may not have thought to do something like to move something in a certain way until yep. you're like three levels ahead. But I think it, I thought it was great and, uh, definitely a hidden gem. Cause it, it kind of, I feel still under the radar. It just came out recently, but it's, it's, uh, you know, it's not one of those triple a class titles that get like billions of marketing dollars and there's fucking billboards for and stuff. So, uh, you know, it might fly a little under the radar for sure. Uh, that's that's about it for me with the game. Great game, check it out. <laughs> well, the one thing I'll say is that uh, all the little objects that you can interact with make sounds, mm-hmm. but they're all like in in sort of line in time with the music. Mm-hmm. So it uh, there, uh, I'm really into. Uh, We've probably spoken to this before, but I think it's great that video gaming is so... Like, gaming is such a <coughs> a universal thing now. It's so... What's the word I'm looking for? Ubiquitous? Mm. That there are all these, like, crazy, you know, big-budget titles that come out, like your Call of Duties, your Overwatches, etc. Um but it's like really in the last couple of years opened the door for indie gaming. Most of the hidden gems that we've done that are games are indie games, but mm-hmm. um, like another game that I was thinking we could try is uh, Abzu, which is if you're listening to this in the month of June and you have PlayStation Plus, it's the free game of the month. I highly recommend downloading it. Should I get it for Oculus? I think it's available. Yeah, absolutely. You should just get it. It's just a sweet game. If you're a fan of Journey, it's, I think, even like the same art director or something. If it's not, it very well could be. It's basically like Journey, but underwater. And it's similar to this in that there's no real instruction. It teaches you how to swim mm-hmm. uh, and how to hold on to certain animals. And you can like hitch a ride and that's it. And then it doesn't tell you like what your goal is. It doesn't tell you what you should be looking for. It just kind of unleashes you in this gorgeously realized very stylized sort of cel-shaded world mm-hmm. um but i'm like into it man there's like a lot of this shit coming out now and it's like super affordable like really great little you know compact experiences yeah it's good stuff good stuff i'm sure we'll hear we'll see way more of it because e3 is coming up is that next weekend two weekends from now i'm not sure one of those two. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be crazy I think it's next weekend. I'm excited. Okay. 
Let's talk about the. How God excited you are for E three? No. Okay, Mordecai. Mordecai. The Johnny Depp vehicle that everyone universally hates, but no one has seen. Hey, you want to talk a bit about that? That pro- I guess that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, well, we we mention it all the time, but there are definitely movies out there that immediately you mention them, people are like, ooh. Right? And you're like, oh, that bad, huh? You're like, oh, yeah, that's going to be bad. Like, oh, you haven't seen it? No. No. No one's seen it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Mordecai is definitely one of them. The Great Wall is one of them. I'm trying to think of some of the other like movies that just universally panned before even seen. My brain isn't working right now. Yeah, I can't think of any either. I want to say Magic Mike, if only because people thought it was ridiculous. They're like, oh, Soderbergh, huh? He's made some good movies, but like, really a, a movie about male strippers? Come on. Yeah. It's pretty good, though. What Magic Mike? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Check it out, bro. Um, what do you think is bad? No, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> but Mordecai, though. Yeah, let's talk about Mordecai. It's kind of like I described it earlier when we were watching the movie as Johnny Depp's version of Snatch. It's it's kind of like a of. a wacky heist. Yeah, like a fish called Wanda or Big Lebowski. Movie. Yeah, Big Lebowski. Yeah, it's um. It's weird because I feel like there was a time when Johnny Depp was doing some pretty weird movies, you mm-hmm. know, and then he kind of like skyrocketed into being the Johnny Depp we know today. You know, he was cast as Jack Sparrow, of course, mm-hmm. and now he just is Jack Sparrow in every movie. Right. It doesn't matter whether he's the Mad Hatter or Jack Sparrow or uh Mordecai or even Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> he just <laughs> But uh and it's kind of disappointing I guess, but this movie was nowhere near as terrible as I was expecting it to be based on, you know. I was even kind of like I started being like, yeah, it's going to be bad. But then the more we talked about how everybody said it was going to be bad, I was like, no, nah, maybe it'll be good. But then the more we talked about it after that, I was like, no, there's no way. I don't want to like psych myself out. It's probably going to be terrible. Yeah. So I kind of like went back and forth. But it, it was on the better side of terrible. I then would we, say. Yeah, we watched it. And I said that if Johnny Depp like maybe dialed it back, like if the Deppisms were like at, at like one twentieth strength, which may seem like a drastic number. Yeah. But just like imagine Johnny Depp in any movie you've seen him in post Pirates of the Caribbean and then just be like, yeah. Okay. Well, this movie especially was like at peak Depp. Yeah. <laughs> peak Depp. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, and there was, but you know, like it had its moments. Ewan McGregor. His Ewan, character was Ewan, really good. Ewan McGregor's in it. Fucking Jeff Goldblum. Olivia Munn. And uh, what's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Uh, At times, it almost reminded me of just their relationship, Gwyneth Paltrow and um, and Johnny Depp. Like the way they interacted with each other, almost reminded me of uh, like Royal Tenenbaums or something. Yeah, it's it's very strange. But like, I I feel like. It could have been salvageable, you know, yeah. like to be like just an actually like a decent movie, kind of like a brother's bloom. Right. You know, where it was just like, 
first of all, going into it, we didn't know shit about it. All both of us just remembered that there was a poster with Johnny Depp with must with a mustache, mm-hmm. and it said Mordecai in like a kooky lettering. And so I had no idea what it was about. I assumed it was about, you know, some sort of Richie Rich type thing about some sort of wealthy. I don't know. I had really no idea, yeah. but that's kind of what I thought based on how he's dressed and looked in the posters. And then immediately the opening of the movie. Violence. Brutal murders. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> People being set on fire, uh, getting hit in the back with fucking oh. sh- shot in the back with a cr- spine with a crossbow. I feel like we'd be remiss not to mention his butler. His manservant. Yeah, he has a manservant who's like a fucking... Who, that guy's straight out of a Guy Ritchie movie. He's like... Yeah, but that guy's been in so much shit, though. Yeah, I know. Anyway. But he... he, uh, He's like a thug, basically. He's just like a really tough street thug. He's got like a scar over his eye. Oh, he played the fucking albino in uh, those Dan Brown movies. Albino, the albino guy. Albino, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was just messing around. <laughs> and uh, he plays the Vision. Oh, that's right. Yes. Fuck. Yeah. He's also the voice of Jarvis. Yeah. He's Stand in a beautiful Street. mind. Yeah. He's the star of the movie Legion. That's where I recognized him from. All it, of those things. <laughs> he was also in Transcendence with Johnny Depp. There you go. <clears throat> but okay. So you recognized him as an albino. Mostly it's the vision, I think. Okay. But he, uh, uh, yeah. And then there's like randomly like swearing that seems very out of place. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and really like kind of almost X rated humor, you know, like, uh, like of a sexual nature. I mean, like there are, pe- there are things that are like supposed to be like subtle, you know, uh, the, the basically the whole movie feels like very juvenile and like it's kind of directed it's colorful and it's maybe like a family movie directed at kids but it's quite violent and has all this other crazy shit going on in it and it, it really just kind of I think that's what makes it so confusing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like you just have really mixed feelings like at one point you and McGregor you and McGregor and Johnny Depp's characters knew each other when they were younger or they've known each other for a long time. One of them is sort of a, a, a just a wealthy guy who, an occasional art thief, like who knows a lot of shady people. That's right. Johnny Depp. That's Mordecai. And the whole movie is about like an art heist. And then you and McGregor is like a cop or like law enforcement of some sort. And he He's is more like, of an art fence. To be yeah, fair. sure. But anyway, um, Gwyneth Paltrow is Johnny Depp is Mordecai's wife and like Ewan McGregor's always like had a thing for her and so at one point he's insinuating to Johnny Depp that they're having like an affair kind of um but he says he's like oh I'd like like Johnny Depp's just like I'd like to like give my wife a call you know yeah. I, I've been away for a little while because he's been on this crazy adventure he's like I'm sure like there's some things I'd like to tell her and he's like, don't worry. Ewan McGregor says, like, don't worry. Uh, what does he say? I will fill her in or I've been filling her in. Yeah, I've been filling I've her been in. I've been filling her in. And Johnny Depp has, gets this, like, shocked look on his face. And I was kind of like, that's pretty gross thing. To say. <laughs> it's pretty lewd. So well, it just kind of hits you out of nowhere. You're like, this is so juvenile and Can goofy. we talk about my favorite scene in the movie? 
Wait, it goes back to the past and they're like in university? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to call me, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just go ahead. Fuck, I'm so tired. And Sorry it, for that half-assed rendition of uh, fucking, whatchamacallit? Um, spin doctors. Spin doctors, yeah. Two princes. Anyway. Yeah. But that was genuinely funny, though, that that yeah. song was playing. Also, the part with the when he gets in the elevator and the standard in LA. Yeah. He's, he's basically, I mean, I feel like I'm just like talking to a friend that's never going to see the movie at this point, the yeah. way that we're recording this episode, but he's like obsessed with his mustache and like nobody likes it. But then at one point he's in LA and they totally just like make fun of like hipster culture. He gets in the elevator at the standard hotel and a guy's like, Oh, please hold the elevator and gets in. He's got a mustache. And then, another guy and then another and like basically the whole elevator fills up with like all of these varying styles varying styles but like all really fucking yeah like way over the top like hipster dudes that looked do not look out of place at all in that environment and it's just was really funny so there's yeah there's some genuinely funny moments so if you've listened thus far I feel <laughs> if like you I, made it this far. Yeah, I feel like I should tell you the movie is just about uh, a wealthy man who's going broke and needs money and finds himself embroiled in this um, sort of murder case slash art heist that has to do with a rare painting. And he sees a way of maybe perhaps making some money off the whole debacle. And it's one of those movies where um he's a la the big lebowski he's um interacting with all these different groups who all want the painting or snatch is mm-hmm. a, another good example that's why i guess why it reminded me of snatch is interacting with all these different groups who all have different reasons for wanting the painting mm-hmm. and you know it all comes to an he- a head in the end they all like are together trying to get at the painting and you know playing off of each other and stuff and if you like that kind of movie i feel like had its moments. Yeah. The worst part of the movie is just Johnny Depp being too over the top. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't even find it that offensive, though. No, I just meant like that. If if that, I think that is the leading reason why people we were like at peak Johnny Depp saturation when that poster and that trailer came out or whatever, and people were like, "That movie's gonna be fucking terrible." Yeah, and then didn't see it because they were sick of Jack Sparrow, and the and the Mad Hat. They were just sick of Johnny Depp being Sparrow. that character. But having seen the movie. That it, I mean, you're right. He is like that in it, but that's probably the worst part of the movie. Like mm-hmm. if you ju- it, if you just think of it as kind of a almost Tim Burton esque in its colorfulness, mm-hmm. you know, just like somebody kind of I don't know who directed this movie actually, but they're really trying to do like a modern Tim Burton kind of take. I feel it's kind of kooky. It's not super kooky, but very saturated and very over the top. Um, yeah. Anyway, not so bad. Not so terrible. Didn't love it. No. We got to come up with some sort of scale. I've been saying that for like fucking like 20 episodes, but for real, you know? We're going to do it. We're going forward. We're going to scale things up. Oh, we will do it. We'll do it. Not tonight, though. Let's, let's just get into some, some suggestions because let's face it. Okay. It's like almost what You got one lined up? Um, do I have one lined up? I got one. You go first. Brockhampton. I don't know what that is. Oh, yes, I do. Brockhampton is a 
collective, I suppose, like a hip hop crew, a modern hip hop crew slash collective. Uh, I think based largely out of Texas. Mm. Most of the guys are from Texas. Um, comparable to say like Odd Future, but like only in that like an Odd Future, you know, there's guys that were involved in TV. They had TV shows. There's rappers. There's singers. There's like a large group. You know, they're all kind of doing their own thing. This mm-hmm. is like similar, but I would say even more that di- more diverse group of guys. Um, they have a mixtape called All American Trash that's fantastic, but they recently started releasing videos, YouTube videos, filmed by one of the members, Kevin Abstract, who also has a solo career, but uh, they have a new mixtape coming out, and they're just picking up a lot of momentum right now. There's like a Vice show coming out uh, called All American, or I'm sorry, not All American, it's called American Boy Band, uh, which follows Brockhampton on tour. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm not even like A, I'm exhausted and B, like just ch- fucking, there's a great interview with them on Dazed, uh, the magazine website. And, uh, you know, we'll queue up a song for you guys and like check out their album. But they're very, uh, it's pretty deep stuff. Like on the surface, you might be like, oh, that's just another rap group. But there's a lot of. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. And they talk about they like address a lot of like Kevin abstract is like openly gay, which is in rap music still very, you know, yeah, it's, it's not that common. Uh, and they're all fucking so talented and it's just interesting. A lot of the topics and the things that they're rapping about and and singing about Mm -hmm. along with all of the usual stuff with like a new twist on it. It's just like, it's fucking dope. So, my recommendation for the week is to check out Brockhampton because they're fucking fantastic. They're going to be huge. So my recommendation is a little bit different, and I feel like it's a little bit uh, unattainable for some. But it's a VR game called Star Trek Bridge Crew. Oh, shit. Just came out. You're such a fucking nerd. But Star Trek fucking bridge crew. Listen to this guy. <laughs> it's so crazy though, right? So what it is is it's like one of the first. Tell me what it is. One of the first true multiplayer VR games, and each person takes a different position on the bridge. So like whether you're manning the helm or you're the captain, or you're the science officer or you're the weapons officer or whatever, and you each have a, a different job clearly, but. You only each of you only has p- parts of the information, and you have to go through these missions. And like the captain is supposed to, you know, shields up, go do this, do that, and like the people have to have to do it. But because like the captain has a bit of the information, this guy has a bit of the information, that guy has a bit of information. You all have to kind of work together to like make sure the right choices are being made. And it's, but you can like see each other in real time, like you can look at each other and like talk to each other and stuff. <laughs> It's so weird. It's so fucking weird. You have it though. Yeah. You've mentioned it before. It does sound pretty cool. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Well, it finally came out like in a proper release. It's made by Ubisoft, I think. Mm. Um, the recently rebranded Ubisoft. But uh, crazy. Anyway, I'm gonna get you to try it out so you can see what it's all about at some not point. Not tonight though, right? Oh no, yeah, right now. It's only another half hour of your time. It's okay. Well. I'm just uh, kidding. Um, but yeah, 
So I don't know how many people listen to this and have VR and are willing to drop the like 50 bucks to play this game. But if you're a Trekkie and you have the those things, then it's it's a pretty niche market, it yeah. sounds like. But Or if you buy a Vive, it comes with a Vive now going forward. So That's cool. I don't have a Vive. Um, anyway. Us maybe... I feel like we're talking. Yeah. We're talking really quietly. Yeah, we're picking this up. It's late. Until next time. Keep loving it. Uh, keep loving it. A very special, <laughs> quiet episode. If you got love, it. love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>、I、got pipe dreams of crack rocks and stripper poles, of fucking cinephiles. So I got secrets only me and all my niggas know. A kicking in the doze, I send a bitch to get you. So don't play fucking stupid, I know you got the product. Cause I can smell the money, I can taste the weed. Give me some more body, only way I leave. I love to watch them squirm, I love when bitches bleed. If she's sucking on the barrel, you can't hear a scream. So kiss the fucking carpet, this aggravated Larson. And then I'm out the door, it's monsters in your home. Black gloves, mask on, muzzle plated chrome. Who didn't call the cops on my niggas? Who didn't call the cops on my niggas? That's the first one to go, the first shot I blow. Who didn't call the cops? Cops on my niggas. Who didn't call the cops on my niggas? Sata, Sata, ooh, be the, the number one Sata. Put the mist on you when I'm on your blocker. It no be thin, no be issue when I'm off it, off it, I'm off it. I got the magazine full of pistol for any politician talking shit, giving issue. Another black man in the street is official. We riding on the street, we going on the pistol. <laughs> Another cracker, huh? Coming on my block for the answers, huh? I know get time for your question, huh? This put me mummy and me brethren. I hate the way I think. I hate the way it looms. I hate the way the things I say incinerate the room. I know I'm trying to change, but it don't ever work. Just end up more broken down than when I started. And that concrete feels the hardest every time I seem to touch it. Started thinking I ain't meant for life, but that's too deep. Falling up into the ceiling while I'm drowning in the creek of my emotions, trying harder to be open. Talking about release dates, I'm trying to make it to tomorrow. Internal honesty could be the hardest pill to swallow, so I need two shots of every. Everything that's on the fucking menu, I'm dancing with myself, setting fire to the venue, motherfucker. Who didn't call the cops on my niggas? Who didn't call the cops on my niggas? That's the first one to go, the first shot I blow. Who didn't call the cops on my niggas? Who didn't call the cops on my niggas? Fuck you! I'll break your neck so you can watch your back. Fuck you! I'll break your neck so you can watch your back. Break your neck so you can watch your back. Fuck you! I break your neck so you can watch your back. Fuck you! My old friend fucked my girlfriend. I should've shot him. Pray to God about him. Man, I hit the lotto. Yeah, my bitch got better. Shit, my ass got better. And I forgave them bitches. So now it's off to millions. I've been fucking sinning. Hit the floor.
forehead, chest left, right, I'm grinning. Asses on the ceiling, and I got mirror feelings for all you little demons. Yeah, you see the chain for all y'all changed on me, rearranged on me. Suck a dick about it. I hope you get offended, and this ain't clean shit. This is pissing off the yacht with my bitch on me, wearing mink on me, sipping Chris on you. Bet your life on it. I came to fight for it. Came in, raiding all y'all pockets, and your bitch came in, rubbed up on me. I'm burning rubber, I pulled up on you.